This episode is brought to you by our Fresh Start Full Mastery Program, a seven-month intensive and personalized growth program coming soon, designed to help you take complete ownership and fully embody a powerful, positive parenting way of life. Join the waitlist now to get instant access to the no-holds-barred cheat sheet, three common mistakes and beliefs that hold parents back from reaching full fluency as an empowered parent. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash full mastery to join the waitlist where in addition to the free cheat sheet, you'll also get special pricing and other bonuses when the program launches in April. Well, hello, listeners. I am so happy that you are here for a new episode. I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today on the show, we have Bethany Saltman, who is the author of a book called Strange Situation, A Mother's Journey into the Science of Attachment. And um, we're just going to be talking about what true attachment looks like in parenting. And I'm excited to, to bring this episode to you guys today because You know, when I'm planning episodes and looking for guests, my team and I, we always just want to find people that we can have really just great, interesting conversations with. And when I found Bethany's work, I was really intrigued. At first, I thought, oh my goodness, attachment parenting, that feels like it has similar, you know, maybe... I don't know, similar threads to it as positive parenting, but I've always just thought attachment parenting is very, very different. And, you know, as I talk about in this episode with Bethany, not an expert at all on attachment parenting. Definitely my, um, you know, root of expertise is in the positive parenting and family life coaching world. Um, But I just always thought that it was parenting that was like, your kid is with you 24 seven, you never put them down, they breastfeed 24 seven whenever they want, (laughs) they sleep with you until they're like 16. I don't know, of course, that's an exaggeration. But that's just what I always thought of when I thought of attachment parenting. Now, I'm sure some of you are listening, and you're like, wait a second, I do attachment parenting, it's amazing. And of course, like we all do what works best for us. Um, You know, as as moms, as parents, like that is the beauty of the messaging that we love to give here at Fresh Start Family. Like you do what works well for you, right? We just like to have great conversations. We like to encourage families to really learn and grow and expand their hearts and strengthen their family. And if things are feeling out of line, then find a way to create change in your home so it's not feeling out of line. Um, We all deserve to parent in a way that feels truly in line with our moral compass, in line with our heart, um, that brings us joy and peace and confidence and connection each day in our home. So, so, but when I found Bethany's work, I was like, wow, that's interesting. It'd be cool to really have a conversation about attachment parenting. And so then when I got to know her work a little bit more, I realized, oh, okay, she's definitely, you know, has differences and um, just everything, right? So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great conversation. So I just found it very intriguing to learn from her, um, you know, what she's done. She's done a lot of research over the years. Um, I'll kind of read to you about what her book was inspired by. She says, "Um, my book was inspired by the birth of my daughter in 2006, who I loved dearly, but feared I was failing. Why? Because I was still me. and not the kind of mother I'd hoped to become. So I spent 10 years teaching myself the science of attachment, traveling to labs, trainings, and archives, trying to discover what kind of mother I really was, and if I was not good enough, or and, and if I was good enough for her. What I learned changed everything about how I thought of myself, my childhood, and the nature of love. So I think you're just going to enjoy this conversation. Like I said, um, Bethany just has some really unique angles, um, some unique thought processes, and I just think her book looks really fascinating. I haven't been able to read it yet, um, but it's definitely on my list to check out. So anyways, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, Let me know what you think about this episode. And um, as always, if you haven't pushed the little follow button on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, Thank you in advance for doing that. Once you hit subscribe um, or follow, it really helps us get seen in the iTunes world, iTunes world, just like reviews do. Reviews are a really big deal, guys. So if you are one of the many, many guests that sends me the nicest emails, thank you to everyone who takes time to send me emails of gratitude. I just got one the other day from a mom who said, 
I just want to let you know that um, I've been listening for a long time, just even your podcast episodes. I don't even know if she's in any of my paid programs, but she said, your podcast episodes um, just have changed my life. And the recent episode that you did with um, Alicia Grogan around the sensory topic, like it just absolutely opened my eyes to all these things that could be going on with my my kid in addition to just the parenting stuff that I'm working on cleaning up in my home. And she said, um, just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so those notes of gratitude mean so much to me. Thank you guys. And if you have notes of gratitude and you feel like this show has really helped you, if you could put that into a review, it would mean so much for me, um, so much to me. It's just the best way to say thank you. Um, and then you can screenshot it and send it to me. You know, like that's a great way if you want to send me a personal note of gratitude to put it into a, re- a review first and then just screenshot it before you send it. Then you can email me and we'll be able to have a really nice exchange via email because I do love hearing from you guys. I love having personal conversations conversations. Yes, we are a, you know, pretty large organization in the amount that we reach nowadays. We have a a small team. We are a small family run business with a small but mighty team. And we do have big numbers that we're reaching in the world now. And I always love connecting personally to you guys. So leaving a review, emailing me, wendy at freshstartfamilyonline.com is a great way to connect with me personally. Also, another great way is to connect with me on Instagram, you guys. I do a lot of teaching over on Instagram, free tips, inspiration, motivation, fun reels to get you just... Um, just excited about practicing positive parenting, about learning and growing. And I love it when you send me DMs over there. I like to actually exchange personal voice memos whenever I can. Um, So yeah, lots of of different ways to kind of engage with me and have great conversations. I always love to hear from you, okay? By the way, if you're not on the email list yet, make sure that you are on there, you guys. The easiest way, head to the Fresh Start Family homepage, freshstartfamilyonline.com. We always have something free there for you to grab. Sometimes it's a free challenge. Sometimes it's a free workshop. Sometimes it's a free learning guide. I think right now it's our free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity without losing your mind. Um, And so when you grab that free learning guide or hop into a free class of ours, um, then you automatically hop on our email list. And then I get to communicate with you on a weekly basis. I'll let you know when new podcast episodes are airing, when we have promotions or when we have free classes or events coming up. Um, It's just a great way to stay updated on what we're doing here at Fresh Start Family. All right, you guys. Well, help me welcome Bethany Saltman to the show. Enjoy. Well, hey there. I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited to be here today with Bethany Saltman. Welcome, Bethany. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, we are going to be talking today, listeners, about attachment and about how it is not what you think it is. And Bethany is um, going to be just the most wonderful person to fill us with um, encouragement and support and wisdom in this area because she is the author of a book called Strange Situation, A Mother's Journey into the Science of Attachment. And um, you're just a wealth of knowledge, and I can't wait to learn more about your story and um, Um, everything about you, Bethany. So will you take a moment just to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am a writer and a mom of a beautiful teenage daughter named Azalea. She is, she'll be 15 in January. And um, I'm also a longtime Zen practitioner. I met my husband in a Zen monastery. We, we considered becoming monastics and we decided There was a lot, it's a very rigorous life. Being in a Zen monastery is the exact opposite of what people think of when they think of Zen. It's um, a lot of really hard work. You're dealing with a lot of inner turmoil. You're really dealing with your stuff. And it was very difficult for me and I had some health stuff. And so we decided to leave and we thought we would try to have a baby instead. That was our idea of like, how can we really go deeply into what this life is about? 
And so we left the monastery and um, I became pregnant and had Azalea. And then um, when she was born, I was really um, confused by my own reactions, which were, I discovered that I, I was still myself. You know, to put it plainly, I had this fantasy that I was going to become this super patient, very tolerant. (laughs) I was going to sort of be bathed in maternal sensitivity for myself. You know, I I think I thought, and I'm just now starting to think about this more, that the experience of becoming a mother would somehow mother myself. I would become my own, you know, warm and luscious maternal experience. blanket. And in fact, um, the opposite happened. I was stressed to the max. I was exhausted. I was what I like to call understimulated. Um, and you know, it was really, really hard. And I was shocked that I, that becoming a mother and I had really wanted to have Azalea. And I thought what a terrible person I am to bring this child into the world and not be able to be the mother I want to be. Yes. So that was excruciating. And, um, and as a writer, I, I got an assignment to do a, a weekly or a monthly column on being a Buddhist mother. And so I started to do all of this research and, and I loved writing the column. It was such a great opportunity. And I started to learn about attachment, which was distinct from Dr. Sears attachment parenting, which I had heard about when Azalea was young, of course, and rejected pretty wholeheartedly. Um, I felt like, you know, um, a checklist of behaviors just cannot be the way human beings are supposed to be raised. Mm -hmm. So I knew there was something wrong with that. And then I started to learn about attachment, the science of attachment. And this woman named Mary Ainsworth and her strange situation, the laboratory procedure that um, reveals a child's attachment pattern by the age of one. And I became very intrigued. And um, and I actually have an MFA in poetry. I'm a poet by training. That's and so cool. <laughs> so the strange situation was like a poem to me. It was this tight little wow. twenty minute comings and goings that revealed something so profound that I I wanted to know everything there was to know about that. And Mary Ainsworth, the woman who um, created it. And so that's when I went on this 10-year journey into the science of attachment, into labs and archives and trainings to understand for myself what kind of mother I really am. Wow, amazing. Well, first off, I love your daughter's name, Azalea. That's so beautiful. Yeah, she, she wears it well. Oh, my gosh. So cool. And yeah, what a journey. I think so many listeners can, can probably relate to that, right? And um, of that, just that feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> is this really like, it's just so unexpected and it brings up all of these emotions and this inner turmoil. Turmoil, And I mean, I suppose when you look at it, you're like, of course, raising a young human soul, birthing and raising a human soul would do that. But then when it really happens, you're like, oh my goodness. So I love that it sent you in this direction of just, um, you know, just personal development and, and growth and, and it's beautiful. So tell us more. So let's just kick it right off, um, Bethany, with, you know, I love as we were kind of chatting before we started pushing record, we talked about how uh, so many people kind of get the wrong idea about what attachment is. So, and that's definitely, that's, I'm in that camp. Like when, when people have asked me before, because as a positive parenting educator, they'll say, you know, what do you teach? And is it attachment? And honestly, I've always gotten a little bit of like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and really, I'm not highly educated in attachment parenting. So I, I don't even know. But yeah. I've always just thought of it as like, um, it's just, it's a, it feels like a hard life of never having a separation between you and your child. Um, and so I loved, loved, you know, hearing about your work and, and this idea that it's not what we think it is. So tell us more, um, you know, and, and tell us more about your book and, and everything as far as this, as this goes. Absolutely. So Dr. Sears, who wrote the baby book, um, and his wife, Martha, and their whole huge family of attachment parenting experts, um, to be totally blunt, they really ruined the, the hijacked the word attachment and they ruined it for people. So attachment is a behavioral system. We are all born with an attachment system, like digestion, like respiration. It's just part of who we are. 
we attach to a caregiver to keep us safe from harm, to keep us, um, you know, the, the reasons we, what, what attachment science discovered in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and, and you know, today is that from an evolutionary point of view, babies are born with um, feelings of desire and a longing to be close to a, to a caregiver. And caregivers have a longing and a desire to be in proximity to their charges because we need to be close to a loving caregiver to keep us protected. Yeah. So our, our feelings of love have a great purpose, which is to keep us alive. So, you know, if we take that in, that's, that's big, that's big news right there. Yeah. We love our babies because we are um, charged with keeping them in, keeping the human race going, you know? So attachment is something that's big and broad and beautiful and, and resilient as heck because, you know, if you think about like all the ways that we breathe or, or digest and, you know, every person's digestion is so different. And every person's breathing. You know, if you get tense, you breathe up here. If you relax, you breathe down there. We have different yeah. um, respiration, you know, rates. Um, when you're sick, it goes this way. When you're tired, it goes this way. When you're young, when you're old, when you're overweight, when you're underweight, when you're on drugs, when you're not on drugs. The, 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 the um, opportunity, the, you know, it's endless, the, the ways that we can be. The same is true for our attachment systems. So when, when Dr. Sears and his crew talk about attachment as something that happens or doesn't happen. He is not only wrong, but he is scaring vulnerable new parents. And it really makes me mad mm. because um, shame and fear is the exact opposite of what every parent needs and deserves. We need support. We need to be educated about the, the big world of, of attachment that is our birthright, you're all going to attach to someone. It may be an optimal attachment. It may be what's called a secure attachment where we feel comfortable that this person is going to show up for us when we need them most of the time. Um, that's yeah. a great situation. If you've got that, you're lucky. Um, or it may be an insecure attachment where you get a little anxious if someone isn't giving you what you think you need right away or you tend to avoid your relationships because you're afraid of being disappointed. But these are still organized patterns of attachment. There's nothing wrong with it. And we can always move ourselves more in a direction of security by becoming more present to ourselves in the present moment. And we can talk more about that. There is yeah. a kind of organized attachment that can happen in when children are around parents who are really under a t an enormous amount of stress and, mm -hmm. and are, you know, truly neglecting that child and and abusing the child like disorganization absolutely happens but in except for in cases of you know institutional neglect where you're, a child is in an orphanage staring at a ceiling for you know days on end out weeks on yeah. end we're all attached so dr sears needs to stop saying that wearing slings nursing on demand co-sleeping Attuning to cries is what creates attachment. Right. <laughs> okay. So yeah. just needs to stop. That's like saying, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I can't think of a good example right now. Yeah. But it's just, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like saying eating is going to create your digestive system. Right. Yeah. It, Got it. Yes. Designed for attachment. And we're going to do it in a whole bunch of different ways. But we're, our bodies are forgiving, our attachment figure, our attachment systems are forgiving. We want to move toward resilience. That's what we do. So if everybody could take a, re, a big old breath and relax around this, then we'd all be more securely attached, frankly. And so, you know, the science is 100% certain that nursing has absolutely nothing to do with attachment. It's lovely in many ways, but it's not about attachment. Co-sleeping has absolutely nothing to do with attachment. Wearing your child has absolutely nothing to do with attachment. Furthermore, if you are a parent who hates the sling and needs eight hours of sleep a night, needs to sleep train, needs their child in a different room, doesn't like to nurse, you know, all the things, puts your kids in front of a screen, you know, eats McDonald's, right. 
this goes on. If you are able to delight in your child, and if that child is the apple of your eye and that kid knows it, your kid has a very good chance of being securely attached. Now, they may not have the best health if they're eating McDonald's every day. They right. may have a break from the screen. But those are different issues. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. I, it's so it's so cool to to learn all this and hear more about it because I just look back at um, you know the first few years with my daughter and and we had the How oh we had a she she's twelve she's twelve How old is Azalea? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, she's amazing and and just Good is here. such a such a blessing. Like is is amazing. I'm a, the reason why I'm a positive parenting educator is because she is such a gift and invited me into this world of personal development and, and just learning, learning a new way. So, but back, you know, when I look at like how we, our first few years of life, we had a very traumatic birth. Both of us, it's like a miracle. We're alive. You did too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I never realized what a big deal it was until a little bit later when I was like, dang, that was straight up trauma, like absent birth, torn placenta, and yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see her for hours, and then she had colic really bad the first few um, months of her life, and then she was under like we called it the tanning booth, but she was under the um, jaundice she had thing. Ja- yep, she had jaundice the first four yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, and and I was like, whoa, I I I never lo- I never thought to myself oh, I'm not attached and not like super stoked on this whole thing, but. I struggled like those first few years I struggled and it was it wasn't until I found this work of Mm -hmm. like (laughs) everything right I mean we have so much in common everything we're all about but it's that I really started to understand how I can connect with my child and it was on a very deep vulnerable way of seeing her um, in an unconditional love light it was actually slowing down to find empathy for her and change my paradigm around what she was all about and why she was misbehaving and all these things. But um, all I know is like it, it, we struggled with it. It was, it was not, it was not a smooth, seamless thing. (laughs) So I feel you. Yeah. That's so interesting that we have, we have some similarities there. Um, so yeah, I like how, you know, I've heard you talk about how, you know, experiencing all of our feelings is good and that can even when we talk about feelings in the home as far as attachment goes, I mean, that is something that can really keep us attached, right? If we are actually securely all attached. securely Secure. attached. Yeah. Yes. I'm very much on this mission to help people's um, vocabulary. Yeah. It really matters. It really really matters. Um, we're all attached. We're all attached. Parents, listen up. There is something very special coming soon that I'm really excited to tell you about. And that is our Fresh Start Full Mastery Program, where you will spend seven months getting personally mentored by me, learning, growing, and being poured into on every level as a parent. This program is very limited in seats due to its high level of support and mentorship. So if you're interested at all in expediting your journey from stressed to thriving as a parent, and you want to step into full ownership, embodiment, and advocacy as an empowered parent, I encourage you to go ahead and sign up for the waitlist to be notified when this program opens for enrollment. As a bonus for hopping on the waitlist, I'll send you my no-holds-barred cheat sheet, where I sum up the three most common fears and beliefs that hold parents back from reaching full fluency as an empowered, thriving parent. Plus, parents on the waitlist will get a special discount and bonuses when the program opens for enrollment in April. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash full mastery to hop on the waitlist now and I'll send you more details. Mm, yes, but securely attached is such a cool. Yeah. And, and, we're, and we're different levels of secure, you know, like some people are like what I call foot soldiers for the secure, just like, oh my God, give me a break. You know, they grew up in like the Brady Bunch, which is actually a really interesting show from an attachment point of view. Oh, yeah. Because they are so secure with each other. They're really open with their feelings. They talk about when they're upset. They rupture and repair. It's the best show. I I mean, I grew up on it, so I love it. But anyway, um, you know, it's really important to remember that like, 
we're swimming in good enoughness. Like we're all attached. And, and if we're not happy, if we're anxious, if we're, um, you know, preoccupied, if we're dismissive, if we're, if there's something that doesn't feel right in our attachment field, we can work to become more securely attached as adults anytime along the life in the, in the lifespan. But this language of attached or not attached, it's like, it feels so biblical to me. You know, you're right. like in the Garden of Eden and then you're expelled. Right. And it's not like that. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, share that with you and your readers, I mean, your listeners. Yeah. Um, because it is so hopeful. It is so, you know, it's such a tale of redemption, this whole thing. So I'm really, I want to recast that for your listeners. Cool. I love that clarification and I love that term, swimming and good enoughness. That's so good. That's so good. And yes, that so that's a really cool point about the Brady Bunch show. Um, because so now I'm going to go back and watch it. I never like was a big watcher, but that makes sense to me. It's amazing. Yeah, and everything you just said, how that that is what really allows us to be securely attached to the ability to do all those things, to have open feelings, to feel them, to express them, to communicate them, to rupture and repair. Um, to feel like we're good enough, even on our days where we make mistakes or, yeah. you know, unconditionally loved, how that is securely attached. That's really cool. Awesome. We can be a mess together. We can be a mess together. You know, like that's just last yeah. night. Like, um, we had a kerfuffle at the dinner table and I was just so, you know, COVID is driving me freaking crazy. Oh, it's freaking know? nuts right now. I know it's, it's I'm a weird time. So miserable. I'm used to being <laughs> on all day long. And yeah. everybody's in the house and I'm cranky. And so mm-hmm. we had a thing last night at dinner when, you know, my husband and daughter were like getting into it. And I was just like, stop. Like, I, I cannot tolerate this anymore. It yeah. it kept going. And so I actually said, you know what? I'm getting up. Like, I made this beautiful dinner for everybody and y'all are being annoying. So I'm leaving. Yeah. And I got into my study and I was just like, I'm going to do some work. And Azalea came in and she was like, please, like, this is hell for me. Can you please like not do this? And I was like, honey, it's okay. You know, families are, families go through difficult moments and I'm sorry, this is difficult for you. Um, I know you'll be okay. And I'm going to take a moment because I don't want to say something that I don't mean and that will hurt. And so I'm going to just take some space and it's okay. And you get to take space too. But I thought yeah. that was so interesting that she said, this is hell for me. Because what she was saying was that this feeling of not knowing yeah. is and 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 to feel like, okay, my, my parent, this person who is really, she's 14 and a half. I mean, she's almost, you know, she's really quite grown. Yeah. But she's still a child. And she is very dependent on on her parent to kind of frame her world. You know, and so, so if I had said, everything's cool, don't worry about it, that would have been like gaslighty. And that's the kind of stuff that creates major anxiety and attachment insecurity. But if we within ourselves as parents can, um, you know, tolerate our own discomfort, you know, and and our own um, fear and, and, you know, discomfort, I said discomfort, but you know, like our anxiety, you know, like I was really anxious at the dinner table last night. And I thought the best thing for me to do right now is to move away so that I don't, you know, say something mean. And, um, and that was the best I could do at that time. And I told her that too. I said, I'm doing the best that I can right now. And I'm sorry that you're not happy, but you know, I think we'll make it through this. And, and so wherever we are, and that's a pretty benign example, you know, but I, when she was young, I, was not always able to walk away. And that was what inspired yeah. this, you know, to sit there in that hormonal wash of, oh my God, what am I doing? Yelling at a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just like, oh my God, you know, and the terrible stress of that on my system. And then it just, oh, it was so hard. It was, yeah, it is. And it was, and <laughs> so many people are in there right now, right? Oh. Um yeah. And I yeah. feel for them. Oh my gosh, they have little kids right now. I do not know how people are managing it. 
Yeah. It's, and this idea of just knowing that it's okay to be messy and that you can still be connected is so important because we, we talk about that so much in our membership. Um, it's called the bonfire and we meet twice a week and so much of the time everyone comes to the table and especially during COVID and it's like, Hey, who's a mess this week? And that's okay. It's not this, this, um, idea that like family life or raising children is going to be, you're going to arrive and you're going to get to this point where there's like, cool, everything's easy peasy. It's like, it's just not the way it is, right? And so um, I love this idea of you can kind of regulate, you can move through emotions, and you can even do it in separate rooms. And it's interesting that you tell that story, Bethany, because my daughter has a similar response because she's, we, she, you know, probably similar to your daughter. She's been in, in, entrenched in this kind of world of like everything we're all about for the last 10 years. Um, but at the same time, she's still learning. She's, she's a kid and she gets really stressed out if I do what you did. Right. And she almost will use the same exact words of, of this is hell for me. She's never used those words, but is amazing. Yeah. Our kids can, can experience their inner state and report it. Yes. That's huge. Yes, and she she's on this big path, and it's cool because so is so is her dad um, about letting mom be super not not even messy, but like let's just say let's mom be messy, let mom be angry, let mom like you know be pissed for a little bit, and know that everything's gonna be okay. Like right. that was something that I didn't necessarily have growing up, and I didn't. I, I, there was just always like, is everything okay? I don't know, because this is a freaking mess, you know, whereas where when you can do it in a way where it's like, yeah, this is going to be messy and I'm going to walk away from the dinner table and I'm not quite ready to like, you know, like hold hands and skip to like over to the rainbow and collect like butterflies with you. And, and I'm okay. Like everything's okay. Life itself. And I love you more than life itself, and um, I just need some space. <laughs> but like, it's so beautiful to 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 be able to do that, and then stay somehow have the goal to be stay connected, right? Like, so I think that we're is fam- advanced practice. Yes, yes, and I but I think where we can get in trouble is if we're like, you go over there, I go over here, which is kind of the classic timeout, right? But I mean, it's like. You, you, you do, and it's like, well, we can be on opposite sides of the house and still be connected. And that was a clarification I recently kind of realized that um, was probably happening between her and I, where I was like, hey, I just need some space, but we weren't connected. And so there's just been some small little tweaks that I've made in my, in my own heart, too, that have made a difference lately. It's all in your own heart. You know, for me yeah. to be able to do that last night, I think, um, you know, and there was this all this talk of, well, mommy's really sensitive right now. And, you know, I was right. like, oh, my God, really stop talking. Um, I'll punch someone, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, but I think for me to be able to actually go to the other room and actually still feel connected. Yes. That's the thing. Because I'm working on my own, you know, spectrum of dysregulation. Right. Where when I get upset, I actually do disconnect. And so it makes sense that the people in my family will feel frightened of that. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that is hell when someone is someone you need and love is disconnecting from you. And she's correct about that. Thank God she can express that. And, you know, and the other thing is that um, sometimes, you know, that, that question of, is everything okay? Well, what the hell is that supposed to even mean right now? No, actually. Things are totally <laughs> not okay. You know, we won't get into politics, but life yeah. is scary. <laughs> yes. And, and um, I'm not okay. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Do I still love my daughter? Like, crazy? Yes. And at the end of the day, you know, I went upstairs. We talked for a long time about um, tennis schedules that's always a, a resource for us let's just get into nice. schedules. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and so we really got we dug deep about like mondays are this and thursdays are this and you know we got totally into that and then at the end of the thing i said you know i love you more than life itself or something to that effect and she said i know right <laughs> and and it's like we kind of went full circle through the whole thing you know and yeah. and that's and and so you know I, I think about, you know, if, I, if I'm someone with a baby and listening to this conversation, 
or a two-year-old or a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, like what the hell does that mean? If you've right. got like it's out of control, you know, it's easy to do with a teenager, a well-regulated, delightful teenager. Yeah. Um, when you when you're dealing with a baby or a child who's just not able to engage in that way, what do you do then? Then you have to really pray, man, for yeah. guidance and support. However, you understand that because yeah. it's it is grace and grace alone that can help us feel like find that regulation because if we can't regulate, we cannot regulate our children. And that's at the center of what the science of attachment is. And mm-hmm. by the way, that's at the center of every mystical tradition on earth. You know, as my yeah. Zen teacher used to say, you and I are the same thing, but I am not you and you are not me. So yeah. this is also true from an attachment perspective. Like we, we're, we're engaged in what's called social releasing. You know, like I smile, you smile. You frown, I frown. And Azalea cries, my breasts fill with milk. Um, you know, she, you know, and then you get into like some narcissistic extension stuff. You know, she does well in school. I feel good. That's different. Right. I'm talking about like physiological, we are interdependent. You know, when our babies are in our bodies, they are surviving off of our viscera. <laughs> yeah. And this is just the way it is. And so, you know, for us to be able to regulate or help them find themselves we have to find ourselves. And this is one of those kind of new agey, um, sounds good little shticks. But, you know, I actually know from the science and from the spiritual practice angle that there is no other way. You cannot give your child what you do not have. And, and, and I'm talking emotionally. You can give them money that you didn't grow up with. You can give them a different experience that you didn't grow up with. You know, they're all yeah. this behavior. You can put them in a sling because you felt like your parents ignored you. And that can be great. You know, and I have carried Azalea in a sling until she was like five years old. Yeah. I love it. Um, but if someone doesn't like it and they're trying to do it, they're going to be rageful and resentful. And that's the last thing any child needs. Yes. It's so, it's so fascinating for you to, to hear you talk about the, the kind of the self-regulation and the like mirroring of each other. Um, is this the same kind of idea of like the mirror neurons of like, if, okay. And so I've been thinking about this lately and and I'd love for your, your guidance on this, but you know, when we, (laughs) when, so like when, when, when I teach my crew about the idea of detachment and, being kind of this firm, kind leader of where you want to reset the mirroring, right? Like how does, what does like the science show us behind that? As far as like someone say you, like you were saying, there's a baby, there's a toddler, there's a, the wild five-year-old who's a mess and can't self-regulate. And instead of just popping in and, and matching that and being on, how do you come out and do your own thing so they can then mirror you. It's basically what I'm trying to say because this idea that self-regulation is at the kind of the center of it all is so true. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, 
respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. No, I just posted on Instagram today um, a picture of my husband and I at the monastery where we lived and the, the caption, because I was just interviewed from the monastery and it was a great conversation. Everyone should listen to it. Zenmountainmonastery.org or com. I forget. Cool. But um, the, uh, the caption was, how can you let go of yourself what was it? Something like, how can you let go of thoughts and be securely attached at the same time? Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I wrote was you actually, actually it's the same exact thing. So, so what I mean is that, um, you know, your question, what can a parent do when they're facing the demon, right? Of their child's anger, their child's, um, you know, discomfort as much as possible in that moment is um, the, the attempt to actually, you know, try to see that that anger is you. Mm. And, that, and, that, and that's an intellectual kind of a thing you can tell yourself, you know, that like our children are our mirrors. And I don't mean that in some kind of a beat yourself up way. You know, it doesn't mean like if your kid sucks at soccer, that means you're a terrible person. It's so, so much more fundamental than all of the kind of social society um, kind of in the world things that that um, people often worry about. It's very foundational to who we are. So um, one of the things that's really helpful is actually looking around the room. My husband is a as a somatic experiencing therapist. So oh, he cool. Gives, yeah. And so looking around the room, orienting, moving your neck, you know, just doing that gives you um, some space and a deep breath. So this kid is going crazy. Wow, that's me. That's like the craziness inside of me. Let me look around, take a breath, put myself in space. And then, you know, I have not, I never know how to um, ask people to do things in really like checklisty kind of ways. Right. Because everybody's going to be in their own experience. And so I would, I always, always invite people to start noticing their experience. Notice what it feels like. And I know that's really freaking hard when your kid is going crazy, but like, you know, notice how your shoulders hunch and your jaw sets and, and your eyes squint and you start to feel like a monster yourself. And, um, and, and give, be patient with yourself. Over time, we will start to notice more. And by noticing, that's how we regulate. Oh, that's such a cool point. Yes. Notice more is what leads to regulation. Exactly. So that's why a meditation practice is incredibly useful. You know, setting aside even five, ten minutes every day to sit somewhere and do a, some kind of meditation practice, any kind of meditation practice. Yeah. Because it builds that muscle of awareness. And the thing that happens when we lose it with our kids is that we literally lose it. We lose ourselves. And that's because we haven't developed the muscle of attention. You know, so developing that muscle, you know, and another thing that's really wonderful, Mary Ainsworth, the woman who came up with The Strange Situation and the, um, my book is part uh, biography of her. She found that one of the most common, um, one of the things that almost all of the securely attached pairs that she studied in her life 
was that there was a feeling of mutual delight. Now, not all the time, but um, delight is <laughs> this incredible, I mean, to her it was a scientific term. She like studied this in people, like, which I just think is so cool. Yeah. You know, what, is, what does it mean to delight in someone? And I always give people the example of um, when Azalea turned 14, I said, oh, um, you're old enough to start watching Real Housewives with me because I'm a Real Housewives <laughs> addict. Yes. And so, and I just love it. And, and I'm a big New York fan. We started watching Beverly Hills together and it's so trashy, but it's such a wonderful way to have these conversations about relationships, about friendships, about body image, about aging, about... Yeah you know, clothes, you know, all that stuff. And and we delight in it. We, it's so delightful, but it breaks a lot of rules, right? Right. It's not like the wholesome kind of like feminist, you know, that I actually would disagree, but that's another conversation. It's yeah. not what people would imagine as a wholesome thing to do with your teenager. But the fact of the matter is we delight in it together and it really creates this thing that we can always do. So when we're in like a funk, or when things just aren't going right, or she's in a bad place, and then I'm about to get dysregulated, and we inject a little delight. And it's yeah. like, hey, do you have time for 45 minutes? We can, you know, watch a housewife. And then it's like, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Um, you so know, cool. and, and it's so basic. It's so foundational. And so everybody delights in something. Yes. And how can we do that with our children? It doesn't have to be delighting in them. Right. We all <laughs> delight in our kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny that you just bring that up because Stella, who is turning a teenager this year, she's recently been like, she likes to watch Dance Moms, and I've always been like, oh, I'm Dance Moms. I'm like, it's so trashy, and I'm like so worried. But then lately, she's like, Mom, we should watch Kardashians, and I'm like, No, Stella, no, no, no. And then finally, one day, just this last week, and I was like, Okay, let's just see. You know, I've watched it before, but I was like, let's just see how bad it is. And it was trashy and gnarly, but we both delighted. And then it did open up the doors to have conversations. And I would pause it and I would just say, you know, just want to make sure you understand what's going on here. Talk to me about it. (laughs) And so we did it in our own way. But it's so funny because it was this like very bonding, wonderful thing. And when I look back to my own childhood, and I love my parents so much, but they're there just feels like there we weren't like I said we weren't securely attached like it was very like a we just lived distance distant lives okay. um and um and I just didn't but have any here but that's I know right yeah I mean yeah People- I can't wait to read your book because um I, I definitely have so much to learn in this area um so but just the we I just didn't the idea of doing something with my mom that I just delighted in together is just sounds so dreamy and I just didn't. And guess what? You can do that with Stella every day. Yeah. Every day. I see the calendar behind you. Azalea's been real. I told you we were like, we like geek out on scheduling. She got, you know, we went to target. We got this stupid um, calendar. We hung it up and she loves writing in all of her little things and then crossing the days off. And it's Mm -hmm. so simple, but you know, um, I just, and then I ask her about it, yeah. like, like what's on the schedule for today? Um, you know, and, and like you could ask Stella, like what do kids at school say about the Kardashians? Like educate right. me. <laughs> um, if it's sincere for you, kids yes. smell BS, you know, if you don't actually yeah. like it, then find something else. You know, Azalea turned me on to yummy mummies. Mm. Oh my God. It is hilarious it's this australian show about young moms and their babies and they're they're all really rich and they get these walk-in closets and this (laughs) baby stuff and it's so ridiculous but azalea loves it she thinks it's so funny and she is so good with their accents and she cracks me up oh i cannot wait to check this one out yeah but it's delight and so i think we are so type a about like identity and about um you know do goodness that we worry so much and 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 i just would i encourage people to worry less delight more and you know it's gonna be okay it's not gonna be okay the big things aren't gonna be okay there's we're in big big trouble (laughs) but but we can have amazing delightful times with our kids at home yeah. Sometimes. 
That's so awesome. That's like the perfect ender bender, Bethany. That's so awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for spending um, time with us today. Tell listeners where they can um, find you, where they can, where they can get your book, um, where they can learn more about everything that you're doing in the world. Um, that'd be great. Sure. So my book is, you know, found anywhere books are sold. Um, go to your independent bookseller and, and ask for it and order it if they don't have any more copies. Um, I, my website is www.bethanysaltman.com. So you can find all my press there, all my podcasts, all the book stuff. I am doing a blog now once a week. So people can come and be on my uh, mailing list and get my, my weekly blogs. Um, I also do book coaching for people who are interested in writing books. And I, and I've been, a lot of therapists are coming to me recently and I'm thinking of starting two classes, one for moms and one for therapists. So that's, that's perhaps in the works. And I'm on Instagram, um, new to Instagram, really enjoying it. And, um, yeah, follow me and let's, let's engage. I'd love to hear from people. I love it. And listeners, we will make sure we put all of Bethany's information in the show notes page so you can find her easily. Thanks again, Bethany. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 120. And if you haven't yet, be sure to grab our free learning guide, How to Raise Strong-Willed Kids with Integrity Without Losing Your Mind, over at freshstartfamilyonline.com. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, families, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved recording it for you. It's now time to join the waitlist for our Fresh Start Full Mastery Program that starts in April. When you join the waitlist, you'll get instant access to the No Holds Barred Cheat Sheet, three common fears and beliefs that hold parents back from reaching full fluency as an empowered parent. Plus, you'll get special pricing when the program launches in April. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash full mastery to hop on the wait list now and I'll send you more details. As always, thanks for listening. Please share this episode with friends and family who you think would benefit by either texting them the link or screenshotting and throwing up a story over on Instagram saying why you love this episode. Just be sure to tag me. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy so I can say hello in the DMs and personally thank you for being awesome.